0: If you have a story you want to see on the channel, please send it my way. Go to AsTheRavenDreams.com slash submit, or check the links down below. And of course, as always, thank you. I have a bit of a strange glitch story that happened to me a while back. And I seriously cannot make heads or tails of it all if I'm being honest with you. It's one of those glitch stories that could be explained as a false memory, but I don't think it's that. I think it's more along the lines of I shifted timelines, or the timeline shifted me, or something like that. It's just weird, let's put it that way. So, this all took place back in about 2016. I live about a state and a half away from my hometown and my parents. Because of this, I don't get to see them too often, and when I do, it's typically a pretty big celebration. In 2016, I decided I would take about a week off of work and drive to my parents' house, so I did. I put in for the vacation time, I got my stuff together, and I took the drive out to their house. They were surprised to see me, and I was surprised to see that my father was walking with crutches. After I got settled in and got into the guest room, I came back out and I asked my dad what had happened. He then goes into telling me that he broke his ankle. Apparently, he was in the garage on the stepladder and was getting all the Christmas decorations down from the in-ceiling shelf, and he had pulled most of them down and was trying to pull down the old family fake Christmas tree, and as he was, the stepladder where the plastic had connected to the metal had given out, and he fell. When he fell, he landed on his ankle and had broken it. I thought it was a crazy situation, and it really sucked for him since he wasn't going to be able to put up all the outside Christmas lights. Because he wasn't going to be able to decorate outside, my mom and I spent the time putting the lights up inside, setting up the tree, and we made it a very nice, decorated Christmas. Moving on from there, it was a nice time. I enjoyed spending time with them, and... It was one of the best Christmases we've had. Unfortunately, I had to go back home not too long after and get back to work. I went back just before the new year, and I went back to the office and back to my boring life. Things kept going normal for about seven months, and then I think I shifted timelines, because that's the only thing that I can think happened. In the first week of July, I randomly got a phone call from my mom in the middle of the day. I answered it, since she typically never called me during the day, and she was incredibly frantic. I asked her what was going on, and she tells me that my father's in the hospital, because he broke his ankle, and he was going to be down for a few weeks because of it. I sighed heavily and asked how he did it this time. She paused and asked me what I meant. I reiterated my question, and asked how he managed to break his ankle this time, since he did it about seven months ago. She then tells me that he never broke his ankle, and she asked me what I was talking about. I figured she had just forgotten, maybe, and while it was strange of her to not remember what had happened, I moved on, and I asked her how he managed to break his ankle. She then tells me this entire story about the Christmas decorations and the stepladder. She said he was pulling all the Christmas decorations down, and when he went for the tree, then I finished her sentence, and I said that the plastic and metal broke and he landed on his ankle. She stopped and confirmed that that's how he did it, and then she asked me if he had already texted me or something. I told her no, and that was the exact way he broke his ankle back in December. Once again, she tells me that he didn't break his ankle in December. I kind of retort with, Why was he pulling down the Christmas items in July, Mom? She honestly couldn't respond to that question, but was adamant that he never broke his ankle. What's worse, I was talking to him directly a few days later, and I asked him how he broke his ankle. He then tells me, almost word for word, the same story my mom told me. When he got to the part where he fell, I ended his sentence for him, like I did mom. And he laughed, and was surprised that I knew what had happened. I brought up him breaking his ankle in December, and that he was on crutches when I came to visit them for the last Christmas. He goes on to tell me that he had never broken his ankle before and that he had no idea what I was talking about. It was really strange to me how they were both seriously adamant about how they had no idea what I was referring to, and they both pushed hard about their claims that he never broke it back in December. So, at this point in time, I'm the only one that seems to remember it happening. Nobody else seems to believe or remember when my father broke his ankle, there's no record of it, And there's nothing to indicate that he ever had. Yet, I am 100% certain that he did. So, like I said, I feel like I shifted timelines. I feel like, for whatever reason, I was in a timeline where it happened, and then randomly moved to a new timeline where it was delayed for 7 months. Let me start by saying that I had previously posted this in r slash Mandela Effect, but it was removed due to being off-topic. It was requested by a few users that I repost this here, and I'm finally getting around to it. I'll be as honest as I can, and will tell this account as straight up and factual as I can remember. I understand that it sounds fake, and all I can say is that it happened. So, to start off. In late 2019, my wife was in the last year of nursing school. Her birthday is in December, and as a gag gift, I bought her one of the giant bottles of hand sanitizer. Like, the big ones with the pumps on them. This was before COVID came into the spotlight in the United States, and was just being talked about sparingly, as an unusually high amount of pneumonia cases in China. With her being a student, in many different hospitals and nursing homes, this giant bottle of sanitizer quickly became the partner to our welcome rug inside the front door. On a table, of course. When COVID hit, we started using it a bit more, obviously. We didn't go overboard, though, because this was during the time of hand sanitizer- and, of course, toilet paper, being a lot harder to get in the States. By the time we were getting down to the bottom of the container, it was still difficult to find, and we both weren't necessarily too insistent on buying more, since we practiced regular hand washing. At the time, we were restricted to one income, so she could focus solely on school and I didn't really have the money to go buy another container either. Prices were high. One night, before bed, we both noticed that we were about out. It wasn't like a huge deal or anything, just one of those quick conversations about it, and how neither of us had the money to get another. We decided to postpone getting more until the supply rose in stores, and the price came down. Like I said... We were broke as hell. We both went to bed after this conversation. She had to get up early to go into the hospital. The next morning, I was getting the kids ready to go to their aunts, and I noticed there was drastically more in the bottle than there was the previous night. Like, this bottle went from nearly empty, only about an inch left at the bottom, to nearly half full. I took a closer look and I quickly saw that it wasn't some type of illusion created on the inside of the container, or from product stuck to the sides. I messaged my wife after dropping the children off, and asked her if she came across some more sanitizer and added it to the container. She told me that she did not, and politely reminded me of the conversation we had had the night before. You know, the typical, Are you freaking serious? We just spoke about that type of comment. (laughs) I put this off to the back of my mind, and went along with my day. When I got home after work, she asked me if I was messing with her when it came to the sanitizer. Apparently, she didn't bother to look, which who would really if they were in a hurry, at the bottle before she left in the morning, and she noticed it when she came home. It was enough for her to be concerned about it since it was definitely a major difference, and we were starting to worry about someone breaking in at this point. Our kids were four and two. Their fine motor skills were a bit too underdeveloped to add anything to it if they suddenly came across a surprise bottle somewhere during the night or early morning, especially without leaving a major mess and remnants of it. Only my mother-in-law had a spare key to get into the house, and she lived a solid 25 miles away from us. The option of her driving half an hour in the middle of the night just to quietly come in and add some hand sanitizer to our bottle was, and is, too outlandish to be a possibility. In fact, given the state of the country at the time, the idea that anyone would do this was far-fetched. We thought that if someone were to break in, that they would have stolen the bottle before they gave us more. We never came to a conclusion about how it happened. Neither of us really chased after what happened, especially because of how intense things with COVID were getting. People started dying, my wife was super involved in hospitals and college, and we went into lockdown. I've thought about it for about two years now, and just, came to the conclusion that something out of the ordinary happened. I don't necessarily have an explanation for it, it's just one of those things in my life that I've experienced and I don't have an answer for. No one broke in, there was no extra bottle anywhere, neither one of us went and got more at the time, it was not diluted with anything, and we don't know how it happened. The amount that was added stayed as in it was like we got a partial refill. (laughs) Not that it stayed that level forever. Once the bottle emptied again, we threw it out. This is not the first incident of high strangeness either one of us has experienced in our lives. Also, we have both had and cleared mental health evaluations, somewhat recently due to employment. She's a public health nurse for the country we live in, and I myself work at a decently sized tech company. Not as scary as many of the stories that I see, but... Damn, what a weird glitch. My wife had a leave-in conditioner that we mix up to help with hair strength and growth. It works pretty damn good, but that's not the point. My wife, wanting to make this stuff, ordered the ingredients and a few bottles to apply it with. However, being cheap, the bottles were behind the rest of it. Being vapors, I grabbed an old 120 milliliter bottle to mix it up with, The nozzle is a great applicator to get it down to the scalp, so it worked great. She's been using it for weeks, and I've seen her use it multiple times. So, last night, she asks for her conditioner because she's tired, so I go to get it for her, which I don't normally do. I come back with the aforementioned repurposed vape bottle and she looks at me like I'm insane. She asks me what the hell I think I'm doing giving her vape juice. Uh, this is what you've been using. We mixed this up the first day you got your ingredients. Seems awful full though, since the last time I thought it was about three quarters empty. I've never seen that before in my life. What the hell is going on? She says with wide eyes. I told her how it happened. How I put it in the fridge the first time because I didn't realize it was shelf-stable. How she likes the little nozzle because it really dug into her scalp. Nope. Never happened. She goes and pulls another bottle from the closet. The one that we ordered. And it's about half-empty since she's been using it. So, one of us is from another dimension. Or they just merged together because both bottles exist and are filled with the same stuff. Just for fun, she used my bottle, and it worked great. But she still insists that it never happened. It's a weird thing to glitch, though. I guess the devs weren't really paying attention. The OP then added an edit, which isn't really relevant to the glitch, but it is what they use for their conditioner, and some people might find it helpful, so I'm going to include it. Everyone keeps asking, so I'll mention what I know. A little castor oil, mycanazole cream, highest strength, a little generic neosporin, and about half of whatever leave-in that doesn't leave you too oily, because there's already some oil now. For a little bonus, you can throw a little talfinate cream in, but I don't have any actual evidence it helps, just seems like a good idea. Castor helps the strength, even though there's barely any. Uh, Myconazole seems to be a crapshoot. Some people swear by it, but some don't respond. There's not a ton of research on it, but there's enough to know it doesn't work for everybody. Works great for her. Neosporin has a secondary effect of speeding healing and growth, and from what I understand, keeping it relatively bacteria-free makes it easier for hair to grow and roots to heal. Because of the lack of bacteria, you definitely want the myconazole so you don't leave it open for a fungal infection. The leave-in conditioner part's pretty obvious. If you want to get fancier or more natural, skip the caster and use a highly refined coconut oil with less leave-in conditioner. Harder to do, it didn't bother. For anyone that looks this up, yes, I know it's uh, vagina cream. It's been working well for her. It's especially helpful if you've recently used a harmful dye, or anything that makes it lighter, or had any sort of injury or infection. I'm 29 female, my fiancé's 29 male, to start. Yesterday, my fiancé and I went to a lake about 20 minutes from our house. We're very outdoorsy, and we love a lake day, and we love this lake in particular because we found a great secluded swimming area. You have to hike two miles to get there after parking, so it's often either empty or just adult couples hanging out, sometimes families with older kids. The hike there is one narrow paved road with the mountainside on one side, and a steep drop-off into a riverbed on the other side. So, there's absolutely no way around it, and no alternate routes. We also asked the park ranger the first time hiking it, and he confirmed it's the only trail to this swimming area. So, yesterday, we park and start walking. We notice a guy and his two kids exploring the trail a bit, Walking back and forth like he's trying to figure out where the lake is. It's a pretty common occurrence. They were a memorable bunch because the father and his son both had a bleached section of hair. The dad had dreads with a few of them bleached, and his son had a bleached mohawk with black hair on the sides. They're walking back in the direction of the parking lot, opposite direction we're going, and he asks us where the lake is at. I tell him, about two miles ahead. We keep walking, and I hear his daughter yell, exacerbated, behind us, two miles, and they kept going towards the parking lot. We complete the hike, and it was very quiet. No other people on the trail that we saw. It would have been pretty difficult to miss others since it's such a secluded area, and if someone wanted to pass us... We would have had to stop to let them pass, since the trail's pretty narrow and we had our dog with us. So we get to the lake and set up at a picnic table, and I turn to take in the scenery when suddenly I see the same family. They're already set up, and the kids are even swimming. It's like they've been there for a while already. I asked my fiancé if that's the same family, and how they beat us there. He confirms it's the same bunch, but also had no idea. The only thing we could think of is if they walked in the riverbed, but we would have heard their voices echo down there, and any path down there is completely overgrown with trees and shrubbery, so how would they even hike it? And... Why would they choose to be down there when there's a perfectly good paved trail? And they'd been going in the opposite direction as us when we saw them earlier. My mom was at her mother's, and a voice message came through the home phone. The message started out with a little background noise and some laughter, and then someone on the other side spoke in another language. At first, this sounded like a scam or nothing too concerning, but when my mom heard it, she assumed it was me pranking my grandmother. To give some context as to why I would be the presumed culprit, the day before she went, I spoke gibberish to my dog to see what he did. I kept it up the whole morning, so my mom heard enough of it to know what it sounded like. To give some insight of what it sounded like and types of syllables that it had, it was a mesh of Hindi and Spanish. So, they shrugged it off and went about their day. Then, when my mom came home, she asked if I left my grandma a message, to which I denied, and then asked her why which she then explained to me. I was skeptical at first, especially since I was thinking it was just a prank call or a foreign scam. However, she kept pressing me since I'm known to keep a joke going until I feel it served its life. But I kept denying it, deciding to call my grandma and hearing the message myself. I called her, and the first thing she said was that she was caught off guard by my prank. Still denying the allegation, I decided to ask if she had kept the voicemail. So, she played it, and I was shocked. To give some insight, I have a very distinct southern accent, and I know what I sound like over the phone. When I heard my voice speaking an unknown language over the phone, it spoked me out a little. Not because it sounded like me, per se, There's always a possibility that there are other people who have a southern accent like mine, and speak another language. It's a big world. The part that took me aback was that the language being spoken sounded identical to the one I was speaking to my dog, that mixture of Hindi and Spanish. Except, this sounded like a much more fluent version of what I spoke. After it ended... I had to deny it a couple more times until they believed me, and since it came through her home phone, there was no caller ID to be found. Now, I just wonder what it could be, especially since the language sounded like mine, and the voice likewise. My husband and I were at the gym together. I was on a stationary bike in the first row of equipment, and he was on a treadmill behind and to the right of me. I know this because I looked back to see where he was when I sat down, and I saw him on one of the treadmills that looked different than most of the other ones there, and I would have had to turn my head to the right to see him there. I looked into the wall mirror in front of me, about half an hour later, and saw he wasn't on the machine anymore. I thought that maybe he was done with his workout and was waiting for me, so I got off the bike, cleaned it up, and went looking for him. He wasn't in the waiting area, and he wasn't on the treadmill that I saw him on earlier. I was very confused, But I finally found him, still walking, about six or seven treadmills further down than he had been before. That would have put him behind and to the left of me while I was on the bike, and that's not where he had been. I thought maybe the original treadmill had not been working, and that he had to change to a different one, but when I asked him, he swears he never moved. I know for a fact that I saw him over my right shoulder, because the treadmill that I originally saw him on was near a support pillar in the middle of the gym, but the one I found him on was close to the wall. If he'd been kidding me about moving, he would have just told me, but he was adamant that he had stayed on that same treadmill the whole time. that was this week's Glitch in the Matrix Collection. I know you liked it, don't lie to me. I liked it too. We, uh, we all enjoyed it, right? That was a damn good time. Don't you tell me otherwise. Anyways, uh, if you did enjoy it, please hit that thumbs up button. Hit that subscribe button if you're new to the channel. Leave me a comment with this week's Word of the Week, which will happen in just a moment. Because last week's Word of the Week is... Up on the, the responses are up on the screen at this point in time. Huge thank you to everybody who responded to last week's Word of the Week. You guys are amazing. Seriously, keep it up. This week's Word of the Week, the one that you are able to respond to still, is, and this is going to be a rough one, guys, I'm sorry, marketing. M A R K E T I N G, which is the strategic functions involved in identifying and appealing to particular groups of consumers often including activities such as advertising, branding, pricing, and sales. Marketing. Good luck. I wanted a hard one this week, so. Anyways, thank you to everybody who watched the video. Thank you to everyone who doesn't watch the video, lets me use their stories, doesn't, you know, you get the deal. Thank you to everybody. I love you all. You're fantastic people. And I hope I will see you on the next video. But until then, sleep well.